Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy, excuse me, happy Monday, the 6th of November, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, co-founder of both ElijahList.com. Sure to subscribe to that, always free. And Elijah Streams that you're watching right now. We are in year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and It'll be a great show today with Johnny Enlow. I've got uh, two or three or four different subjects. It's going to be interesting to hear what Johnny's got to say. Always good stuff. Uh, I'm not going to announce the show tomorrow because it's between two different guests and we're waiting to get confirmation. So uh, I'll, I'll just keep that open. It's always good. So uh, tomorrow will be whichever guest that turns out to be. And then on Wednesday morning, it's Kat Kerr, which we always record in the afternoon the day before. So uh, Kat Kerr on Wednesday, Johnny Enlow today, um, good stuff, good stuff. We're going to be talking about the World Series and all of that and and what the comms that God had built into that thing. You know, it's like it's one thing for someone to have comms, but when God's doing the comms, it makes it a lot a lot of fun. So, okay, I think that's it. We're going to quick uh, a quick reminder of the beautiful wells that you are helping to dig uh, for the people of God over in Uganda and seven or eight other African countries. So with that in mind, here's that reminder. By giving towards clean water in Uganda, you are impacting thousands of lives. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been teaching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water. There's been a lot of suffering. They've been fetching water from very far places and the water has been bad. But today, we have seen God. I thank God and I thank you, people. God bless you. Together, we can continue to bring clean water to the people in Uganda, Africa. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. You see how far uh, many people walk in their villages, sometimes several hours in one direction, uh, several miles, depending. And then on the way back, they're carrying very heavy water which means water is so heavy, you, can, you can't carry that much for great distances. So they have cans that are large enough to carry a lot of water, but you can't really carry a lot of water. It's too heavy for the people. Uh, so you saw how dirty, dirty, dirty that water was. And that's just all over Uganda where we're, we're drilling every three days a new fresh water well. You're drilling it. You are the ones that are doing it. And, and God is, has every intentions of rewarding you for doing that. So we bless you for doing that. Thank you for it. All right. It's time to bring in Johnny Endo Unfiltered. Here we go with Johnny. 13, 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. 
The awakening is for your children. Happy Monday, Johnny Enlow. Good to see you. Sorry I missed you last uh, Monday. I was on a flight on the way back from Alabama, so um, had a great time there. I was just commenting on my staff, uh, to my staff today. When I when I saw Kim Clement at house in Dallas, Texas, it was like in the early 2000s. It was in October, and his tree was decorated to, you know, all the way to the ceiling, this big old thing. And I thought, well, I didn't never knew a prophet to, to celebrate Christmas that early. So I go, and we got to stay in a cabin for the at uh, Robin Bullock's uh, ministry. It's like the ministry cabin. And there were two Christmas trees decorated, one on the bottom floor, one on the top floor of this two-story cabin uh, that the ministry runs. So it's just it was just like... The Christmas spirit is in the air, so it's going to be fun to, to as we come in here. So, well, uh, where do you want to start today? I've got a list of three or four things, that, and I know you're going to talk about the World Series. So, well, let me just mention one other thing. That's great. Yeah, I heard that was a good time you had there, and and that is, uh, you know, you'll have a whatever. I uh, any I don't know what a handful is. It could be a few thousand of your listeners that are now. What you think it's okay to have Christmas trees and. Um, <laughs> And so well, I won't even, I won't. Well, you, know, uh, you know what, I'll go there, you know, because uh, Bob Jones, the prophet Bob Jones, and of course people love the prophetic ministry. So prophet Bob Jones, who's now with the Lord, <laughs> said to me, I asked him about it one day, about what well, people, some people have a hard time with that. And he said, Steve, God has a lot more in his mind than a fat man in a red suit. In other words, don't worry about it. Don't yeah. even fret about it. So that's, I love that, you know, I, so anyway. Well, we can maybe do a more extended one on that on another, pro, as we get closer to Christmas or whatever. Yeah. I think it, it's worth a discussion along along those lines. Well, and uh, Kelsey did a great job um, a week ago, and I wanted to um, give a, a, a brief report. Well, first of all, again, just whatever, hundreds and hundreds reporting and responding to Abu Shofar again and being touched by the Lord in, in a unique yeah. way. And that's part of the purpose. But I had um, at the very end, I almost wasn't sure if I was going to do it because it's like, okay, this is going to be so limited. This is going to, it might only be one person I said, and um, <clears throat> that's going to get when I blow a Shofar, open your mouth. And if you need uh, a tooth or teeth work, you're going to actually get um, a gold tooth. Wow. And like where the whole tooth is is gold. And so I said, take a picture in your mouth before if you get a chance so you can show afterwards. And um, anyway, we we did um, we hear we heard from one. Well, and I, you know, I haven't seen all of them, but I know uh, it was sent into uh, Dennis at Elijah List. And, and so uh, we're in the same email are Steve and Dennis and myself. And so this is an actual person that I didn't make up has a name. I didn't ask her. We didn't ask her if we could use her name. We'll just let her go by Mrs. Smith. But she said, hello, I would like to let y'all know that I'm one who received the gold tooth after Johnny prayed and blew the shofar on this past wow. Monday. Love she it. went on to say as she'd gone to her dentist and, and, and been told they wouldn't take her insurance. And so she made a decision to pray and believe for healing, which I'd been doing for several weeks. Now, this is actual quote. I have received, my husband can confirm, a supernatural shiny new gold tooth. And now I'm doing a lot of showing and telling. Because uh, I said, if you don't want to show and tell, don't ask for this to happen. Because, uh, you know, it's going to be a whole tooth 
uh, or more. <laughs> and she says, I'm right now shaking again as I'm typing this email. Praise God. I'm certain you have and will hear from, from many more. We haven't yet, but that could still happen. And I had no doubt, and it might be in our comments that I haven't had a chance to look at. I had no doubt in that moment of prayer and hearing the shofar as I opened my mouth alone in my home, laughing, shaking, and crying at the same time that I was receiving this beautiful healing gift. And so she said, thank you, Lord. So we wanted mm -hmm. to report on that since that was something that specifically drew attention that would be unusual. And and um, we don't, so have, don't have the picture to show you, but we do have proof you that know, it's been through several years. If anyone didn't come through the 90s, the mid-90s, 1994, for, going forward, there were lots and lots and lots of gold teeth that we got to witness. I never got it. Frankly, I probably didn't want one. Right. Because I would have wanted to pull it and, and sell it. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't want a gold tooth, but but uh, uh, a lot of people got it. So if you've never heard of this before, it's not new. Right. It's not a new thing. It's just a re God renewing a miracle because he put it on your spirit to call for it. Right. Exactly. And so there are people that for uh, different seasons have had a, a unique grace in there. And, and then of course, there'll be people that will accuse of um, it not being uh, legit that it was lied about. That's why I said, this is for yourself. Take And I recommended uh, for a picture to be taken and, and we don't have that actual uh, picture uh, to show, but we do have um, it reported at least three, three different ones of us. And um, it is it's an example of what he can do when you give yourself over to the supernatural. And there is just something about the gold aspect. And that was one of the my throwaway comments. If he can make gold show up for your tooth, he can really make gold show up anywhere it needs to show up, including including your wallet. And so really I, I think there's a little bit of a, a theme um, with that. We may hit on on that uh, some today. We'll see. So yeah, the World Series, you know, first of all, I want to acknowledge that sports in general, um, most of the numbers are, are down or down a lot um, in the last couple of years. And it's, it's lost its luster. You mean attendance at, at, at public yeah. games? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and particularly in the United States, I think, and I think as, as people have found out how many um athletes are, are are involved in you know they're doing all the illuminati signs and different things that that they're doing and so that they've been compromised they've been picked off one by one almost nobody there's just very few who resist it how many of it bowed to the uh the vaccination push and even you got uh, just to me a disgrace travis kelsey um showcasing how he's gotten double uh vaccine and he's doing all these commercials um with showing that with the evidence with, with again for those of you who don't know i'm we're not gonna we, we could do a whole program and there are many of those better better uh set up to do that on what the vaccines have done the death the damage that's done um where it's just it's just horrible and terrible and and we're not even we're, it's not like we're in the latter ends of this story. And so I don't, it's not really good news, but I'll just say that goes into sports and athletes and that it's a little bit of a downer. Our favorite people, um, our stars have been compromised. So many of them 
you know, you have do the. Do you feel the, like Johnny? Do you feel like that sports is taken over to the same degree that Hollywood, A-list Hollywood, is? Is, is sports just as much taken over by the Illuminati and occultic worship? Is that what? At the A level, yes, because wow. they are targeted. They're targeted Man. like that, Man. and and so, um, and whether they know, yeah. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of that coming out. So I'll. Yeah. I'll But having said that, so there's a uh, you had this dynamic at the World Series that all the top teams lost early. The team I like, the Atlanta Braves, they won more games than anybody. They won, you know, over 100. The Dodgers won over 100. All the high winning teams went out early, um, were beat. And so literally the two worst teams in the playoffs are the two teams with the worst record in the playoffs, even though Texas Rangers did have. Um, they had an equal record as Houston, um, but they lost by tiebreakers that they had. So they won 90 games, but the um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I believe, won 84 games. And, and really, people kept saying, how are they in the playoffs? But they, they played heroically, and so they made it to the World Series. <clears throat> but in there, there are such amazing uh, comms, you know, communications. And it's there's a whole culture that's developed, we'll say, particularly among patriots of figuring out comms and understanding that that's how communication is taking place. And that communication, even from, you know, our commander in chief is taking place that way. And uh, different ones you've had on the programs here, whether it's Derek Johnson or Dr. Jan or other ones will will tell you how comms are a big deal and, and really how a whole lot of this war is being waged uh, between, um, you know, if you say simplistically, good guys and bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, darkness and, and righteousness. So here's, the, uh, we're, we're going to try not to give you so much, again, that you missed central points, because you can just have too many points, too many numbers, too many names. Um, for those who don't know, it's called the World Series, even though it's just baseball. People have, and sometimes laughed around the world, wow, you're the... Uh, egotistical nature of our nation or whatever to call our championships world something or another. Yeah, when except for like one team or maybe there's more than one, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, all uh, everyone else is in the U.S., right, that plays this world yeah. series. <laughs> but those who know baseball do know that the top players in the world do come to play here. Yeah. And so that's why there are um, a bunch of foreign players in this country but there's even a common there there's a world series there's a world serious there's a world serious thing going on so the world serious champ and the final was the texas it's the first team to win four games okay it's best of seven is another way of doing it so they play each other and the texas rangers um won they, they won four on the fifth game it's so in other words game five um is when they became World Series champion. The Texas Rangers defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it was a five to nothing, five zero score in Game mm. Five. Wow. So you're going to get a lot of wow. fives, a lot of fives, which is the number of grace that that go on. And the Texas Rangers uh, defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we're going to. Um, uh, talk for a moment about Rangers and Diamondbacks and what might be going on here. Um, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I'm going to do something just a little different. I feel like um, um, the Lord's just reminding, the Holy Spirit's reminding me right now. 
I'm going to tell you what the message is first, and then we're going to go and look at the comms, even though I already, already said some of it. Um, I believe that uh, the comms that were laid out from heaven show us that the executive orders that you've been hearing about from people like Derek Johnson and Dr. Jan and others are valid. That, that you want, I don't know if that's real. It's real. It's valid. Uh, number two, that Texas will be where most or all of our central government, if you want to call our federal federal government, will be based from. Yeah, that's like a huge calm, isn't it? Uh, you're just announcing that, and I believe you, but other people are going, what are you saying? The White House is in Washington, D.C., Johnny. How do you, you're, I guess I'll so, let you answer that when you're ready. Yes, we'll get to the, the comms on that. Uh, number three is that God's grace is pulling this off. So that's the number five we're seeing over and over. Number four, the election will be proven to have been overturned. It will be overturned and the steel in Arizona will be exposed, particularly because that's where it started. When Fox way, way early announced yeah. um, the most illogical announcement for, you know, it was three years ago, three years ago, you know, last, you know, yesterday, was it yesterday or day before? I think it was, yeah. Three years ago that they, they're calling Arizona. It was the sign that they were doing the deepest um, level of cheat imaginable. That was that was the sign it was on. And then number five, Trump will get the diamonds back. So what's what's that? Well, Trump has been saying all along uh for those who've been listening to him, the, the diamonds were stolen and we've got to get the diamonds back. And so um, these are comms that are coming out. Now back to the game. So remember, the final is between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, the Rangers, eh, eh, most probably know, or if you don't, I will just tell you, uh, you know, they're elite military forces, special operations unit, uh, only highly qualified people even attempt to be a part of them. And they have 50% quit, uh, even though they know to expect very rough, they quit before they become Rangers because the, the, <clears throat> the procedure, the process of becoming a Ranger is so intense and so difficult. But so they're special operations and they have three phases of training. The last two training phases are the mountain phase and then the swamp phase. Mm. Oh, wow. So mm. you have special operations where swamp phase is the last phase of becoming a Texas Ranger. And um, and their, you know, their history dates. The somewhere. swamp phase is by that. Do you mean they're they have to learn to fight in the swamp? Is that what that means? They is literally go to the swamps of Florida and. They they learn to survive and wow. do swamp warfare, whatever. Wow. <clears throat> and so that's the Rangers. And then and they're the ones that won. And they're the ones that won 5-0, fifth game. Um, the Diamondbacks lost. Okay. So what are Diamondbacks? The Arizona Diamondbacks. They are rattlesnakes. Um, they're snakes. But also get the calm here, the communications. Remember, the diamonds back. Yeah, we need the diamonds back. So and Trump, did you? Trump actually used if someone robs diamonds, 
We don't, they don't get to keep the diary. Didn't he actually use that Multiple example? Times. Well, Multiple okay. times. Okay. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. The diamonds must be given back. Give back the diamonds. And so, uh, and, and again, so you have the diamondbacks. So the diamondbacks, they lose. And, uh, uh, and so I think we're seeing early on the comms between why the Texas Rangers defeat the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Diamondbacks, whether you call them snakes, lies, and we got to get the Diamonds back are in there as well. Um, of interest as well is that if you remember President Trump, back to this part of, I believe, government is being set up in Texas. And um, we we know just by observation, the IRS, if you get your whatever mailings, it's Austin now. FDIC has, there are different, the FDIC has moved there. And wow. there are, and, and President Trump, if you remember, he filed an election. I, sh- I should figure out the actual uh, technical, uh, but it was an election challenge that was filed in Texas. And it was challenged to the state elections, specifically in Arizona, Pennsylvania. And Georgia um, and Michigan was the other one. But I'll mention Arizona, Pennsylvania and Georgia, because those are the teams. It was the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Philadelphia Phillies from Pennsylvania, the Atlanta Braves from Georgia. Those were the teams that were knocked off on the way to this World Series moment. So we're saying are you saying the ones that were knocked off or are you saying they were. um, um, What's the word? Oh, go ahead. I'm trying to think of the words. They lost. Were, they lost in the playoffs. They were playoffs they swing, that do lost. They to, do, do they happen to be swing states that lost? Oh yes, they were swing That's states. Trying, they were swing states. That, okay. So, and the Atlanta Braves, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Those those were teams that lost on the way, and the Texas Rangers. Wow. Um, triumph it wasn't just in that order over them. There's many yeah. other teams in the playoffs, but anyway, that's just that's just part of it. Um, so, okay, moving on. Now, here's the main um, the main person. If you're forgetting a lot of this, there's one person to 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 remember, and I I think uh, he was the most important player. He was I think the Texas Rangers know he was the most important uh, starter for sure. But he's the one who won game five, and his name is Nathan Yovaldi. And um, as is he, I'm, pitch, I'm, is he a pitcher? He's a pitcher. He's okay. uh, he was not the big name. The big names, they they really, you know, they uh, Jacob DeGroom and uh, Max Scherzer. I don't know if I've pronounced them exact. Those were the huge um, the contracts that were bought by them. But uh, Max made it, played some, but he, he only lasted a couple of innings. Uh, late in the in i think i don't know if it's game seven i know it was uh, the previous game game six because uh, of back spasms or something mm-hmm. and the day jake jacob de grom um was was knocked out uh, way early in the year so he was one um 33 uh, year old veteran and who's done well he's he has a knack for doing uh, very well in playoff games Mm-hmm. And um, and he's a number 17. So there's all kinds of comms around Nathan Yovaldi. So this, this is, is he was, guy. 
Yeah, this he is said not he a, was number, number 17, which is yeah, they, he played with for Bob. There, there is that's a better picture right there. So he's number 17 now to remind you, and and no matter what, uh, somebody like a certain general says who's still trying to <laughs> do his own stuff. 17, 17th letter of the alphabet is Q, and 17 is also the number of victory. And if you remember, first Samuel 17 is when David defeated Goliath. Oh, wow, and so yeah, we have. A lot of uh, uh, what what 17 represents. So this is I'm telling you again, this is a calm communication from heaven. So Yovaldi is number 17. And go ahead and show the next picture uh, on Yovaldi if you all have it there as I'm as I'm speaking. Okay, so that's that's how his name's spelled. Nathan Yovaldi. And um, and now uh, show let me just show the next the breakdown I have on this. So. You see, if you just change the I and the D at the end, Nathan, the executive, the EO, the executive orders are valid. Wow. Wow. So for for more understanding, Nathan was David's prophet. So it's telling us there's a prophetic message here. If you, Nathan was a prophet, the prophet uh, around David. His name means uh, gift, gift from God. Uh, Nathan's 33 years old, as it would turn out. 33 oh, really? is this number of, of maturity. It's when Jesus laid down his life and accomplished redemption for us as well. So there's a prophetic message, and the prophetic message in that very strange last name um, is telling us that the executive orders, like if you're wondering if people like Derek Johnson and others that are telling you about executive orders, are they really what's in force and what's in place uh, and um, yes, we are under military occupancy. There's a, there are federal continuity directives going on. Uh, executive order, look at 13912, executive order 13919. I'm not going to go through those now. That can be something he and others, others do as well. But I'm telling you, the Lord is telling you and telling us that this, these are valid and that they are operational and they are holding, uh, they, they hold a place in the whole process uh, right now. So it is just huge that <laughs> there would be somebody named Nathan and whose name would start. How many people name do you know that start with E-O? And I just don't know if I've never heard of a name that starts with E-O and that you just have to change the D-I to I-D. So you I-D that is that is valid. And, um, you know, just kind of more curious. He's he he signed a two year contract for thirty four million dollars with Texas, which is seventeen million per year. He has oh, a really? 17. another seventeen. He can't and then you, stuff up, man. And then you look in multiple places, and his weight is always listed as two hundred and seventeen pounds. <laughs> really? It's not two eighteen. It's not two twenty. It's not two sixteen. It's two hundred and seventeen pounds. So he's number seventeen, two hundred seventeen pounds, seventeen million dollars a year, and um, he's he's the winner of the World Series. He's the one that gets the win that makes them World Series champions. So I'm telling you that that's um, that is communications from heaven as yeah. well. So we're almost done with that. Well, of interest as well, you know. Uh, there were th the Texas Rangers had three players that were born in Cuba that, that were on their roster. And um, and these are, you know, these were not ones that came through legal uh, maneuvers. These are freedom lovers that had to escape in unique ways and come in unique ways and make their way. And included in that 
is a n- number 45, Aroldis Chapman. And um, he was uh, he was the, the relief pitcher. He's a relief pitcher. Um, he's been around a while. He's 35 years old. So he's uh, in, in, we'll say, the latter stages of, of his career. And they actually picked him up this year, late in the year, or halfway in the year or somewhere. He was started out with Kansas City. But he's the one that when um, Nathan Yovali tired, he came in and um, he did the next pitch. He didn't close the game, but he did what's called the relief pitching. And he gets official a hold. A hold is where you don't allow... Uh, you usually get called in when there is trouble. There's runners on base, and you you hold, you stop the enemy. So a number forty five. Now, not to go back and tell you all, but these sports comms that we've been telling you about for yeah. years, whether you go back all the way to, um, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks win the Super Bowl, and there's number forty five who inter- intercepts in the end zone. We keep having this number forty five or forty five that does something. Uh, unique, or you had this thing of when when the Rams uh, defeated the Bengals, you had uh, a player named Donald that sacked a player named Joe. And that's, that's how. That's right. Yeah. So we have a repeat message. We're just telling you that even if you haven't seen full evidence, I, I don't back off any one of those uh, sports comms for the last three four years that I've given you um, or given anyone. We'll say is the message changed it's the same kind of message even the horse race you saw um you saw a horse named uh was it barack and um and so then he suddenly flies off the rail and 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 a, a horse that's right a, a trump is is it your johnny is it your position because we've had this discussion and robin and i will sometimes almost go round and round about it but uh, some people say God's in control. Some people say, "Well, no, He's given the earth into the sun, into the sons of men." Is the are these calms one of God's ways of saying I am in control with this big picture? Was is that the point of the calms? It, it of- is, and this is you know this is appointment. This is a, a point. Different ministers have difference of opinion, so I'll acknowledge, and they're men yeah. of God and all that. Yeah. But I'll just tell, I'll just put together scripture for you. It does say in Psalms, um, the earth is the Lord's. I mean, heaven is the Lord's earth is given to the sons of men. Yeah. But it also says in Psalms over and over and over and over, the earth is the Lord's. The whole earth, the heavens and the earth are the Lord. And it also, if you understand that, well, man, he gave them the earth. Well, there's a, Jesus came, who is God in the flesh. And there was a reason. Uh, particularly in the book of Mark, I believe he was called the son of man. You know, there's kind of different, every gospel they called him, there was either son of God and there was son of man, servant of God. There's different ways, there's different highlighting another, a different aspect of, but it was highlighted that he was man. So he became flesh. So that's why I like to tell people that we're not like God's there and we're here. He's on both sides of the equation. Through Jesus, he's actually rigged this thing. So because he's the only man who uh, had no sin. And so he nailed he nailed being a man perfectly. He was able to fulfill even an old uh, the old covenant. He fulfilled it. Um, uh, well, isn't it, isn't it also to, to to further complicate the discussion of it? Because there's great minds on all sides of this. Is that just about the time you figure it out? If it's one or the other, then someone points out, well, didn't 
doesn't Christ live in us in bodily form? Doesn't Christ live in us? Uh, and Cat would say, everything that Christ lives in you, or uh, he puts a layer of the Holy Spirit in you. However, she says it different ways. But when even when you say man's in control, man's in control as he's occupied by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? It's kind of a both-end well, situation. I do not believe, I'll just say I do not believe man is in control. And um, but that, that's a misreading of what's taking place. What they're misreading is that it's clear that the Lord is not going to do things unless um, he has man cooperating with him. That's why he tells us, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen on you. You can look through all the examples of the Old Testament. He's not just going to come and take Goliath out. He's going to raise a David. And so he's going to he's going to work for something to happen. The book of Judges. The people of Israel cry out to the Lord. The Lord doesn't fly down from heaven. He doesn't send Michael and Gabriel. It says, and the Lord raised a deliverer, a judge. Somebody has to respond. Children yeah. of Israel are in Egypt. And so Moses responds. So you can extract from that, oh, it's always about a man. No, it's God because um, he has the power to do it. And he, he really has, through Jesus, because those were even Old Testament, through Jesus, he has the rights to intervene any second, any moment he wants. He's well, you not, know, there's that, that scripture, he goes, uh, I look for a man to stand in the gap that I wouldn't have to, and I couldn't find anyone, so I swore by myself, and and he stood in his own gap, right? I mean, there he is He stood that. in his own gap, and that's, yeah. again, once you understand the New Testament, so there's, no, he has, there is no legal, um, um, he can't do it unless we do it, because he is on both sides of it. Now, people just understand if they can understand that this is not really theological this is just theologically clear if you let it register it's like jesus was fully man and that's why he would say when he went to his disciples and called them to himself in matthew 18 all authority in heaven and earth is mine go therefore so go therefore as a human as i am i i have now made sure we've got this covered on both sides yeah. Um, if it wasn't covered, he already had creator's rights. You know, you, yeah. there's enough scriptures in the Old Testament. He's always he never lost creator's rights anyway, but he has creators and redeemers rights. And it's yes, the whole purpose of doing things um, is getting things done with his sons and daughters cooperating. It's why creation groans and travails not for Jesus to return. But they groan and travail for the sons and daughters of the king to arise because they know that his narrative is, yeah, I have the right to do it anytime I want, but I'm I'm going to do it with my kids. That's just like, yeah. that's his, like, I'm tying, tying my hands. You can't see me because my hands are behind the chair right now. My hands are tied behind in the sense that I have chosen to do it this way because I could eliminate Satan with just one word. I right. shared before. He could say, right. hey, you know what, Lucifer, I created you one day by saying, let there be Lucifer. I'm done with you. Let there not be. And is it? it it's the same power. What, the, what comes out of his mouth to make something show up can come out of his mouth to make it disappear. He is that yeah. powerful and mighty. So I don't like people who diminish the Lord so much in establishing our role. Yes, we have responsibility. We have a role. But when you diminish him and say he, he literally can't do it, that's not true. He yeah. can do it all without us. But he chooses us and he, and he and that's just the narrative he's going to go by not because he's legally restrained uh, uh and for sure he's not power in power restrained 
He's only restrained by his own narrative that he's chosen. He's told Satan, I believe, is like, I'm going to get done with my kids. I could take care of you like this, flick you with my pinky, but I'm going <laughs> to beat you with my kids. And so that's the narrative yeah. he's, he's operating to. So if, if they want to extract good. from that, that he can't do it without it, okay. But again, that's just uh, biblically. But, we want but, to but back to the calm, God's uh, yes. ushering in his calms, like on this game, somehow before eternity began, this was all planned, I guess you would say. And when it came up to the to the game itself that was pre-planned, because every day was written before one of them came to be, I guess, according to Psalms 139 and Jeremiah in there, he somehow did it. And by the way, this is why I, I asked Robin about this one time. I go, he was seeing all these things that happened. This, this the the ship ended up in the suit in the Red Sea and all these things, and it had the name this. And I said, yeah. I said to him, Robin, how does God do, how does he do that? And Robin said, Steve, that's why we call him God. And yeah. I think you and him are in exactly the same 100 page on that. Yeah. Because that's, you just look at Jesus' death on the cross. Was there a plan? Did we ever hear about a plan written up in the Old Testament that, that God drew up a plan where there was going to be a cross um, that his son need to be nailed to? No. Um, that wasn't, there was, you know, there's inference of an act of redemption that comes from it. So we, we, we can't say it wasn't the apostles that set him up on a cross. It was sinners. It was the cabal. It was the Illuminati. It was, it was the bad guys that put him on the cross. The very thing, you know, people put around their neck and celebrate um, him. That wasn't his idea originally. Uh, That was the, the enemy and the enemy is going to take him out. And and but here's the brilliance of God. He ends up playing the devil like a harp um, because not only did he uh, we'll say provoke the enemy to create the very uh, foundations of redemption um, through his death, which was a lamb unjustly uh, tried and killed. And he laid his down it laid down his life. But it happened on Passover, like if you think if 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 Satan's think thinking anything, you know, after the fact, I think he's still like he's got to be <laughs> so angry that literally on Passover and, and with a direct inference to the Passover lamb that he is motivated. He did it. He motivated. He got his most aggressive, um, um, you, you know, uh, subjects and servants to put Jesus to death on passover and so it it's like uh, it's like god's like <laughs> dude it's kind of hard going against me in it and so it it's how the lord but yeah it speaks into the greatness of god that's why i don't like diminishing god's sovereignty by mm-hmm. establishing our role of and i'm one for as you know human responsibility sons and daughters of the king totally. you are the salt you are the light i'm all about that yeah you are but more than most actually more than most so, More than most, yeah. but it's not because, and, and, and most often, many do it. Say like, God can't do anything unless we. No, it's not that He can't do anything. He can, He can, He can do it all. But He wants people who know how much. Like it's just, it's just not even. I won't. I don't want to say it this well, way. But I mean, it's not even that, fun for Him to have to do it because that that's the easy thing. The the one scripture fixes it for me, where He says, "I looked for a man to stand the gap, couldn't find, it, so I did it myself." That that's it. If he if it's ever true, it could always be true at the 
drop of a hat. He just swears by himself. There's no name other than greater than a name. So he swore by himself. I can't remember where that one was. Now, Hebrews, I think. They will never enter my my rest. I'm not sure if that's altogether. I'm not sure if I'm quoting that quite right. Well, there's a, one in the in the, in Isaiah. I think it was where okay. he couldn't find a man. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/give and become a partner today. And yeah. uh, there's something that there's a different thing that goes in Hebrews as well. But it, the the point is established. He wants our participation in yeah. what he's doing. Okay, if that's what's extracted then then that's good because that's that is what he wants he's like you're made in my image your sons and daughters you're supposed to at some point it rings a bell that you're royalty and that you were made by him back to some messages we were given a little bit ago he has made us kings and priests to our god so he made us to be kings so he made us to exercise his authority here on earth and in the same way as a parent would if if they have the family business and they raise up a son and he's now 20 or he's now 30 and he doesn't step into the family business, but he just decides to leech off the family business. And like, I don't really need to do anything and and I'm just going to get my inheritance from it. Um, it's not a perfect analogy, but it's good enough. You know, this is the family business and he wants his sons and daughters to step into their royalty of being kings and queens. Uh, kings and priests, royalty to uh, before God. And so we exercise authority against the thief, against he who comes about to steal, kill, and destroy. And so that's that's what we're about. So finalizing just about the um, um, the comms for the World Series. Again, yeah. didn't want to do too many, but if people, um, people got that, there is the Texas Rangers, Special ops, special forces, special. They don't. They're not specifically called special forces, but they're special operations unit. They're different than we'll say Navy SEAL will be more of a of a small targeted group. This is a larger. This is a larger group, and and so, but the Lord figured out how to make. I just say that's the hand of the Lord. The two yeah. quote, weakest teams in the playoffs. The two he made them finalists because he had a message, and so nobody saw the Rangers and Diamondbacks playing. Um, I don't believe there's considered a 1% chance of the Rangers and Diamondbacks playing in the World Series. And he's like, he did that. And so then he highlighted who needed to be highlighted. And so two players that weren't even on the rosters to begin the year, and even number 45 who comes in and he had uh, a hold then. Hold is a a, a specific uh, terminology in baseball. The relief pitcher had number 45, again, connecting with number 45 as president. He had six holds, which is a lot. Um, and had to be close to the record for, I, I don't know, but six holds in the playoffs alone is what number 45 had. And that's what we were saying, even about these EO, these executive orders, there's a place that they're a hold. They're a holding place for operations to continue to clean out, um, clean out uh, the enemy. Now, on that, one... Um, I had written that for later, but I think it just fits in uh, okay. right, right, right now. Uh, and I felt like the Lord was, this is the Lord was speaking to me. And he just had me write this down this earlier this morning. The slow delayed way has been the preferred way, both by God and by then quote white hats that are executing his plan. Hmm. Now we go, why is this delaying so long? We thought this stuff was supposed to happen a long time ago. The Lord was speaking to me. 
I may have said this before and may be obvious to all that this is the preferred way for um, for this plan from himself. And that he put that even even the white hats will say those um, in position of leadership for for fighting on the good side. Yeah, um, they've known that um, the long route would be the better route. Contingencies had to be in place in case the cabal surrendered early. Oh, so, that's an interesting. That's an interesting. Said the, Lord, did the Lord is that from the Lord. That that's, I, that? that's what when I was with the Lord, this is what he was having me write this down. The contingencies had to be in place in case the cabal surrendered early. Uh, Trump could have been allowed um, election three years ago. Like Trump and the team had to be prepared to come in three years ago if they surrendered, if they gave up. It's sort of like if Pharaoh allows the children of Israel to go after three plagues, they got to be ready to go. Yeah, um, They can't say, no, no, we're not going yet. We need to do seven more plagues. No, if the enemy, uh, if he will surrender sooner. So you, you have to, they, there had to be a contingency. So even among the patriot community, there's like, um, you, you feel like you're set up like, oh, I thought he was going to come in right now. Well, he could have, he could have come in. He could have, they had to. It was always a possibility that the cabal was not going to try to do as drastic of a uh, of a theft as they did. Um, there was it, they I think pretty much knew they were going to go for it. Trump was saying this November is going to be the biggest steal, biggest fraud in history, and it was. And then there was an opportunity for both Pence and the Congress to decertify. There were measures that could have. And so and there's been that's over and over and over, actually. Um, and that th they've had to. That's why you want to know about changing dates. What they've always known, what the Lord always knows is the longer it takes for the process, the sweeter the victory. I think I wrote this down somewhere right here. Um, maybe I'll find it right here. Well, I'll keep going. So. Um, the cabal true, has man. had multiple chances to surrender. And white hats had to be ready for it. And so they if they're involved in leaking possible dates, so the patriots would be ready in case that did happen. Because if mm -hmm. if the cabal did uh will say surrender and and, and regroup. Um, um but as Pharaoh uh you know says the Pharaoh and the Lord hardened his heart. So I think the Lord you can call it the Lord hardening their heart, or they're just evil and what well, satan you know just for reality check satan always chooses the hard way um he does he's like he's a the poster child for a glutton for punishment and <laughs> and and this he is, never he never gets it right you know <laughs> no he he's he's just he gonna and and the more he thinks he's one upping the more it turns really really bad and so yeah he's thought you know and the cabal really thought that they had uh one upped uh, the good guys when when President Trump, particularly when he, um, you know, I think when he flew on January 20th uh, or when he, you know, said yeah, goodbye momentarily, right. they're like, we did it. And no, is actually the preferred part of the plan begins then, because if he had just come back, there had been no if you understand the exposure that's taken place the last three years, the exposure of the DOJ, yeah. the exposure of the CIA, the exposure of the FBI, the exposure, exposure of the banks, the exposures of uh, um, Epstein, Maxwell, and they're still on and on. The media, the changeover, 
Elon Musk telling us, you know, that 90 percent of uh, conservative um, uh, uh, communication on Twitter was actually being censored and banned. That's those are things we kind of knew in some different ways. But he's telling the whole world, the whole world is being told the Fauci stuff, uh, the fake COVID, the fake COVID uh, solutions, the uh, damaging um, vaccines. There's like the WHO, the World Health Organization, United yeah. Nations. There is the banking industry. There is, if you understand the last three years of exposures, what's taken place, none of that would have happened. So they always had a chance, honestly. Uh, the, the deep state had a chance to, we'll say, call a temporary truce and say, let's just wait till he's done doing what he does. Give him these four years. And then we'll come back. We won't challenge him on anything. We'll just let him do it. And he'll be, uh, you know, older and can't do a third term and we'll be gone. Then we'll just come back. But in typical satanic uh, fashion, uh, there is arrogance and insistence. But I'm telling you, this is I'm going to feel it again from the Lord saying, yeah, it's been his plan, uh, his plan, the lengthy plan, the long the, in the same way, uh, way he said it about Pharaoh. I will have my glory over him. We don't even know how that was interpreted that way. But it's like, I'm not letting him just surrender right now. He's going to harden his heart and I will have my glory over him. I mean, it sounds like to to me, because our experience is God seems like he always plays the long game as because we're always saying, how long, Lord, how long, Lord, how long, Lord. And and he's playing. I I, I acted Brian Simmons once, you know, it says that scripture that says, if you cried, will he not come swiftly to those who cry out day and night? And I said, that makes no sense at all. If I'm crying out day and night, how is that swiftly? So I, I contacted Brian. I said, Brian, could that word swiftly be more accurately translated suddenly? Will he not come suddenly for those who cry out day and night? He goes, yep, that can be translated suddenly. He doesn't really do swift. <laughs> so, and I believe this. Uh, again, this is what I was, uh, as I was hearing from what I was writing, the cabal yeah. has offered several unacceptable truces. So hmm. I believe we'll find out that they actually have offered to surrender specifically the presidency. Um, if, but the, the truce agreements would be that we'll say good guys get the presidency, but they get to hold on to certain other seats. If we understand that the Federal Reserve, the IRS really been tools for stealing from the American people, yeah. this is another application of actually uh, getting the diamonds back. Yeah. And so there is, a, we're going to see, in fact, I'm getting this more and more right now. So this thing of the diamonds, we've got to get the diamonds back has application beyond just the election being stolen from President Trump. Mm. Um, this nation, through the treachery of those in high places selling out this nation where we ceased being a republic in 1871 because of debt. Um, there has been a selling out. And so we lost diamonds. We lost um, as, as a people, we, the people of the United States lost so much and have been losing. And, and it's these two, there's two arms that are stealing money uh, from us. They've been the federal reserve, the crazy, crazy reality of they get to print money Whenever the government says we need money, they print it. And this is families. This is not a government. Federal Reserve is not an arm of the government. These are the Rothschild Rockefeller families and those connected at that level with them. 
And so they print, hey, we need 100 billion. We need to send it to the Ukraine. They print 100 billion and then they charge the United States interest on it that they keep for themselves. It's the craziness of it all. And then the IRS, um, from what we understand, Internal Revenue Sioux, uh, Service, the money they take from us does not go to parks. And, uh, you know, I have to see, I, I've heard multiple reports on this. Obviously, I don't know how to firsthand confirm this, but the IRS money that you pay does not go towards the things you think, does not go to our, you know, parks, recreation, military. I, I honestly think, and we've heard this on Patriot channels, but I honestly think we're going to someday discover they're going to make a movie about it that that the vast majority, if not all of the money that went that we paid to the IRS goes to the cabal. I mean, straight to the cabal via the Federal Reserve, then to the, you know, and all of the money that the, that the United States actually spends comes to them from other sources or from borrowed, you know. And, and so, and this is a picture for the world. There's, it's going to come out. There are nations that have been considered third world nations or devastated war-torn nations that it didn't happen in, in quote, a natural way. It yeah. was artificially brought upon by these, um, this cabal, the evil. And so they've stolen, they've stolen, um, they've been snakes and they've stolen mm. and the diamonds must come back. And so mm. there is a sign, that whole Arizona thing there, there, again, the Arizona was the lead where they began to steal and you can see the contention that has continued to go about Mariposa County, Phoenix, Cary Lake. There, there's this focus. And it was in Phoenix where game five was won. So they had to go really? back and okay. forth from Texas, but they had to win it in uh, Phoenix. And so that's that's where they the win. They had to win it on effectively in enemy territory. Wow. In enemy territory. And I believe we're going to see something. There's something about um the diamonds coming back both election and other ways that there's yeah. something about it going back to phoenix arizona mariposa county and all, all that kind of stuff that we we will see um as well all right so i remember last thing having to do with the world series is it was um, reported and and by, by multiple that the texas rangers have been using uh, a song from Creed called Higher. You know, Creed is a band from the 1990s, I guess, alternative rock. And and some of you know about it. So they had a song um, called Higher and and somebody, a reporter was reporting from uh, the clubhouse or wherever it was, I think, or it might have been the, the eating restaurant place where they were celebrating, all were celebrating. And blaring in the background was the song Higher from... Um, from Creed. And so this became sort of their, their anthem. And I was trying to get it to be uh, uh, put up, but it's, uh, you know, it could be. Was it their anthem all along or just for that when they won? Well, somebody was saying it was at least for their playoff run at the end. Okay. That's because they had to have won something first. They, you know, it was, the, it was only the last game of the regular season that they got confirmed that they were in the playoffs. Um, um, I believe like if they didn't win the last, game um they could have been knocked out so they barely barely made it but then it was their the rallying uh theme over and over and there's something for us uh in this in this song again some of you will know about it from way back and some of you could listen to it and we're not gonna be able to put the the song up here you know copyright stuff copyright stuff but i will here's uh here's how the song song goes and and again there's a spiritual 
message that accompanies the calms from heaven for us. And I'll just tell you the nature of the song. The song's going to go about how he dreams. Uh, you know, he kind of has these dreams of a better day, we'll say, of where good things happen. And um, and then it's a place he loves to go because it's a place of possibility. And so then he, he um, but th- what his real desire is, is where it's not just him dreaming this and he has to go there kind of in fantasy. It's kind of, you, you don't just it's, think of promises fulfilled instead of just, boy, wouldn't it be good if this happened, but where this actually fulfilled. You'll get it with the words here. I'll, I'll, I'll um, tell you about it. It says, when dreaming, and again, they might, the team might have these um, lyrics. If you do, you can should put we, them up. Should they go ahead and put those lyrics up Yeah, there? go ahead and put them up. Go ahead. And, okay, here we go. When dreaming, I'm guided to another world time and time again. At sunrise, I fight to stay asleep. Because I don't want to leave the comfort of this place because there's a hunger, a longing to escape. You see, I want to stay asleep. I want to stay in dreamland because real world is not what I want from the life when I'm awake. So let's go there. Let's make our escape. Come on, let's go there. Let's ask, can we stay? So then the main part of the, the song is, can you take me higher to a place? This is where you get. Can you take me higher? To a place where blind men see. Can you take me higher to a place with golden streets? Now, this is keep it there just a second, because this is the main part of the the song or the part that I want to emphasize. And I think this is where, you know, this line being repeated twice is how the song played out for about five minutes where where it ends. But it's what an awesome line. Can you take me higher to a place where blind men see? Can you take me higher to a place with golden streets? But then there's a follow up. It says, although I would like our world to change, it helps me to appreciate those nights and these dreams. But my friend, I'd sacrifice all those nights and those dreams. All those nights, if I could make the earth and my dreams the same. If I could make the earth and my dreams the same, Mm. the only difference is to let love replace all our hate. So he has this thing that he would sacrifice even his ability to escape into mm. dream fantasy world about a good day, dreaming of where blind men can see or streets of gold. He would sacrifice his ability to dream that if he could change it, if he could make the earth and my dreams the same. Nice. If it's not just a promise, but a promise fulfilled, the only difference is to let love replace all our hate. He says, um, it goes on and on, really longer, a last line I'll say, set up high, I'm strong enough to take these dreams and make them mine. So that goes on, I'm going to take these dreams, there we go, up high I feel like I'm alive for the very first time, set up high, I'm strong enough to take these dreams and make them mine. So he's saying, I'm willing not just to have to go into fantasy world on these things and think, oh, wouldn't it be nice? You know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, wouldn't it? But it's like he's he's going to he's going to try to make this happen. We'll we'll just say on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, Mm. there's a song that's talking about that. It's like, yeah, I like to escape and think about how heaven would be. But boy, I, I would give up escaping to heaven, thinking how heaven would be if I could see heaven on earth. And so I really think. This goes into where the Lord's taking us at this time. I think it's tied in that the, the fact that these Texas Rangers who rein in the snakes, who rein in the diamonds back 
um, that they're involved in this process of taking us to this better place where it's no longer dream world, but it's actually a reality. And so there's not just escape until, boy, wouldn't it be nice if, but that's what the Lord's saying. Hey, let's go higher. Let's go higher. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. Crazy that this, uh, there would be something fresh of the Holy Spirit on those words right now. I'm not praising anything about, I don't even know that much about uh, the band or anything uh, about it. I mean, so that that's not it. But there is a tension to the song for a reason. It's part of, we'll say, the God comes for us. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, uh, Steve. So the other things I wanted to mention, I'm looking at our, at our time and what we've got. And I, I had um, that I wanted to talk about Israel and then about dealing with scandal in the body of Christ. We addressed mm-hmm. it last week. There was these reports that came out from, um, uh, say, from IHOP regarding Mike Bickle. And there's some level of some level of backing off. Um, they've done sort of, but not. And, and so it's created a dynamic I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm going to go there um, next. If I run out of time, I'll just throw a sentence out about uh, Israel. We have some very challenging matters before us as the body of Christ. Yeah. We have what's taking place in Israel and and the processing of that and knowing that God's for Israel and Israel are, you know, Israel's my firstborn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then to the degree you're exposing yourself to what you're hearing, there's, you know, I, I don't know how true it will be a report that over 10,000 Palestinians have been killed. At this point, and there's going to be a lot of women and children mixed in there. So we know that being pro-Israel does not mean by any by any means that all of a sudden we don't value other lives or right. that anybody should. So right. it, it creates complex um, a complex narrative, complex understanding, and and um, worth more conversation than I did just just did right there. And, but we have this situation, um, <clears throat> again, where there seems to be, um, since last week, the reporting on IHOP and Mike Bickle and all that has gone throughout, um, you know, just all over the media. It, uh, you know, it exploded like we might have might have expected. So it, it reminds me of times and season where the body of Christ has been um, challenged to properly judge um, these type of situations, scandal in the body of Christ. And um, and I've been speaking to clean up going on in the body of Christ. And I'll just say right up front with what I'm telling you, I am neither, um, it, you know, I, I, I'm not in a position to say um, specifically Mike Bickle, he's guilty, not guilty. I will say I have had um, some sort of damning evidence presented to me about him and and but I didn't have the first hand conversation with the victims and all and all that and and so um and there's there's been a third party invited to some level of process and um some um law firm invited into that in itself it doesn't mean for sure that there's going to be um proper diligence this is some something that has to be observed 
right now that there, there really needs to be a legitimate process. They're not, this third party does not need to be connected in any way with IHOP. Uh, that's a practical thing. You cannot have friends come in as the third party yeah. and, and rule uh, on, on a ministry situation. It, it really does need to be this independent thing. And so we, we are watching this process and huge. And I'm talking to you as one who is very experienced in knowing what goes on these type of situations. I've told about one or two of these things in, in our own past. And, um, and there is a, a real need. This is, it's very important that whatever structure of accountability that's created, if they're saying that they're going to talk to and, and quote victims or those abused <clears throat> or whatever similar name they are given to that, those who are victims or the abused must feel safe. Like if, yeah. if, if there is, if, if you're bringing in a cutthroat, someone known for um, being a cutthroat lawyer, and this is like, yeah, come in and say it. I've watched this over and over and over, actually. And the church situation I've told many of you about back from um, early 90s and when we were in Atlanta, Georgia, they literally called in as the church attorney. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to say his name. He's passed on his, his, cause it come, his name is Jackson cook. He was the attorney and he's passed on, uh, now, um, many years ago, over 10 years ago, I believe he, he died, but Jackson cook was famous for being he who defended all the nudie bars the, uh, and so the church hired him as their attorney and he's is saying things like we want justice. And we're going to get justice. And what was their justice? They filed a lawsuit against all the women that said they had been manipulated uh, for, sexually. And so that's that's not a legitimate uh, process. Actually, I have in front of me, Steve, we put together this is over 100 pages of uh, uh, the story. Let me see if I can. Um, Sex scandal dominating church from woman pastor manipulated me to have sex. And so and in it, I have over 10 signed affidavits by women, how they were um, how they were seduced and how they, you know, how they were approached and and all that kind of and stuff. Let I me mean, just interject real quick. You're talking this is you're talking about something from like 20, like 30 years ago. How how long ago? 1992. This is so people don't yeah. confuse this with current things. No, this no, no. Is this is not current. This is from the past. It's still fresh enough for me that I, I, I'm going to say some things, and some things may or may not apply to the case we're talking about in IHOP. But I know actually many other situations going on in the body of Christ right now, and some lesser profile. Um, and and so I'm this this will serve just sort of as instructive. Uh, moving on. There's a couple things I want to say. First of all, I had to correct, um, uh, pointed out to me. I said, the women won't lie. This is something I said a couple weeks ago, Steve. I think we're there. Yeah. What I've seen is 90 something percent. It's there. They're telling the truth. When a woman says I was sexually abused, I was sexually groomed, whatever. Um, they are telling the truth and it's high 90%. 
you just have to look at how much they have to lose. Number one, they're they're always facing a lawsuit. They're 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 like they're going to be sued and lose everything. They've already lost everything. They're devastated because they've woken up to the fact that this relationship that they've been told is okay by the man of God. They finally mm-hmm. woke up and realized it's not okay. And so in this not okay, they're already devastated to the max. And then everybody's going to fight for you know that's the thing. Abusers tend to be uh, spiritual abusers are generally popular figures. They have a whole army who's going to run to their defense um, immediately. And so the these these women, the, the women that don't lie are the ones they have. You just think through it. What do they have to gain? They're going to be devastated, shamed, made fun of, told behind the scenes uh, that they are devastating God's kingdom, that. There was, they should have just let it be. Obviously, God was allowing his anointing to still flow through this man of God. Why are you deciding to bring him down? And so, but I say, so they don't lie then. But when they will lie, they will lie when they're covering him up. They will lie to when they're still stuck, when they're still not prepared to um, come clean themselves. The women will lie. And and that's the very story I was just you showing mean, you. When you say they will lie, they'll lie and say nothing happened. Is that what you're mean? Well, what are, where I was just going to go, Steve. Okay. That picture that what I was just showing you uh, of um, woman says she was sexually uh, groomed. Okay. Um, the, I won't say her name, but she was 27 years old when that was that story came out, and she's one that I knew that the pastor had been involved. I told my friends. Um, who were uh, in, in the level of leadership that I was in. And they're like, no, it's not true. She's denied it. So for a season, so she first, in a moment of, she broke down and told uh, a spiritual mother how she was groomed, set up. And then the heat came on her when she came out. And so then she backtracked. So this also happens. They backtracked. No, I, um, I was put, pressure was put on me. It didn't really happen. And, and so, and she, you know, vehemently said nothing happened. And so, but then shortly after, I don't remember if it was months afterwards, she came out like, it did happen. Mm. And they tried to intimidate me. They threatened me with lawsuits and, and, you know, I thought I was hurting God's kingdom. So that's the woman that finally had to come out and testify and she had to go to, go to court, but it's, it's complicated. And so we had several of these cases where we knew about it. I had, if I went further back in that file there that I was showing you, there's a woman that 14 years before I knew she was involved. I knew not from firsthand uh, uh, um, um, seeing anything, but from what was being told and what we what we knew and, and the setup you could see. And and she was uh, and she was high up in leadership there, a pastor's wife, and she denied it for 14 years. 14 years later, she you know. She she came out and it was a huge uh, right. scene and she had kept it quiet. She had kept it quiet from her husband. And mm. so and it was just messier and worse than that, mm. um, that she had actually had a child with the bishop. And and so these things, they get messy and ugly. But here's the part I wanted uh, to talk about. There is a test. For everyone, and the test is going to be. For you who know about the situation or again, I'm talking about whether it's related to IHOP or whatever setting you're in. And there is 
there is a sorting from heaven that takes place. Will you be a person that loves truth or not? And this is briefly what I wanted to say. Steve, in those days in Atlanta, I loved this particular bishop. And I was maybe his top defender. And Mm. I double tithed. You know, we double tithed. We were in leadership. We sat on the front row. And um, but once I found out what was really going on. And um, and again, back in 1992, I knew there was, you know, a seven year old girl that it just looked pretty clear that she was she was being there's pedophilia was involved Mm. that um, her mother and then her grandmother were all involved. And it was multi-gender. It's just the biggest mess ever. You know, I I made clear stands and statements in here are letters that I wrote the bishop, the bishop and confronted him, told him five steps of accountability he would have before God, what he would face before the throne. And, and, and so I had a love for truth, even though I loved and respected the man. So there's been only way I'll make some reference to back the IHOP and Mike Bickle thing. There are, you know, he has those who said he's my spiritual father. But I must say I have talked there. They have released information saying I have talked to victims and this is what happened. My heart's broken. I've wept and wept and wept and they're confronting. And that to me is 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 a big deal. But I'm not saying a definitive let the process go where the process is. But for me, here's the deal. I have I had friends. They were my best friends. We met with almost daily and 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 same stage in life and leadership. And they would tell how much they loved and respect. But they didn't believe they didn't believe the victims. They didn't. And it was multiple. Like I said, this whole book back over here. Let's see. This whole book is thick, rife with um there are newspaper statements, charisma magazine statements, legal statements. Uh, I would show them, you know, I was called in to do depositions uh, because here's the part I forgot to tell. I was sued for twenty four million dollars for saying that that young woman I just told you about is 27 years old. I said, I believe her. And so yeah, I'm sued. that's why you got sued. That's why I got sued. Um um, for saying, I believe the women when they say that. So they will do that. It's, it was mafia-like. At the mega church level, it goes mafia-like, what they will do. The associate pastor threatened me literally to kill me. He said, tell Johnny the next time I see him in public, one of us is going to go dead. One of wow. us is going to be dead. I had God on me, so I told the person that sent me the message. I said, go back and tell the pastor next time I see him in public, he does not need to commit suicide. And so there was, you know, you had to hit it with, with, with the same way, but here's, this is the thing for the body of Christ. What's going to, if you love truth, truth will be coming out. And I'm just, everybody involved around that situation or other situations, because I know others, make sure you love truth and make sure um, you make the adjustment as, as that truth becomes uh, clear to you. And if but there's people who just don't love truth. What I was telling my friends, I have not talked to them again in 30 something years because they did not want to know that truth. And I, I would tell them, I would show them, I did everything. They did not want to talk about it, hear about it. And I'm going to tell you, this is what always happens in these situations. There are people that make a commitment. I'm, 
I am going to lock in and, and, and stay. I don't care how rotten this is. And I don't care if I'm an enabler. I don't care with what I'm going to do that. And I'll go shame, shame on you. If you're one of those. And, and for whatever the point when that Johnny, when you're describing someone that they saying I don't care, is it that they, they feel like they're supposed to support the pastor come rain or shine, hell or high water, support him right or wrong. Didn't matter. Just support him. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So, and their, their thing is, their, their thinking is he still has an anointing and I still got something from him. And so, um, so I remember I wrote down some questions just today as I was, uh, as processing this, I mean, look, yeah. So I'll ask this question. Did Lucifer get cast down because he was no longer anointed? And because there's some people that treasure and quote the anointing so much. And there's people now going out. This is the enemy targeting this man in ministry because he's anointed. I've heard that. You can't even imagine how many times on how many big names that were involved in stuff like pedophilia. But it's like the enemy is after him because he's anointed. And and so I've heard that so much and I'm pretty I'm 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 done with that. OK, and I'll ask the question again. Did Lucifer get cast out of heaven because he was no longer anointed? And I'll just tell you, no. And he was called yeah. the anointed cherub. He didn't get cast out because he lost the anointing. He still had an anointing, but he was cast out. Did he get cast out because he was unpopular with the angels? No, he was popular with the angels. There's a reason one third uh, came came with him. And so there, there, we have to remember that as processes uh, um, um, come out all over the place right now, because I believe we're, we're in for a domino, many of these coming up. And so we're going to have to address and readdress as the by body that, of Christ. By that statement, are you talking about other megachurches are going to come to light? Is that what you're, you said, a domino of what? A domino effect of these, uh, of these exposures. Okay. Some have been happening. I addressed it uh, a week ago with Kelsey. I, okay. I, I, and I won't go into it again. If you people yeah. want to hear it, go to last week. I mentioned a lot of names that people say, when's this going to happen? I say, well, this is the last two years and give him a bunch of big names that, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit uh, um, jaded from so much exposure in so many areas and so many fields that uh, it, it doesn't have the same effect as sort of the discovery of Jim Baker or Jim Swagger, Jimmy Swagger did a couple of decades ago where it just rocked the whole whole yeah. church. We've had actually bigger names and ministries in the last couple of years. So, um, and but here's the deal. This is what I believe, believe the Lord showed me is that, you know, the angels um, that became demons believed God was too harsh on Lucifer. And ultimately that they were convinced that he was intimidated and jealous of Lucifer's anointing. And that's the lie that Lucifer himself sold. How you wonder, how could you get a third of the demons who serve yeah. God? It's like he's jealous of the anointing I have. And so um, I, I just like there's a test for everyone that's going to be exposed. The closer you are to the inner circle, you know. And again, there's a test even for there's going to be there. There are always. It's so hard on the women, again, to come out because there is, a, again, there's a tendency to not believe them. Again, I'm not specifically talking about just take it away from the Mike Bickle and IHOP, but you apply it in some way. This is something I've learned, not just from this one case, multiple, multiple. And there's things going on right now. I know of 
two days ago, it's like just uh, I'm watching this pastor on uh, he's preaching be- before a large congregation, thousands listening and, and you know, some revival, something or another. And I have in my I have two letters from two moms say, can you help me? This man has molested or sexually abused my my daughter. And I have more than that on him. And he's there. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And I know these situations are out there. And so, um, yes, maybe this is my last uh, uh, statement on it. Yes, Satan is the accuser of the brethren, because this is what you're going to hear. You're going to hear about the accuser of the brethren. And yes, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. His name means accuser. But he is also the wolf in sheep's clothing. And who uses that defense? A sheep in wolf's clothing. I'm going to tell you this bishop said over and over, I'm being accused. You're, 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 you're yielding to the accuser. So this man that was actually involved in pedophilia and in multiple, multiple, multiple sexual abuse things with women 40 years younger than him, even uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, because they'd gone on for decades. Um, he was using this thing saying, uh, you're allowing the accuser of the brethren to use you. And that's what was said of me. And I'm, I have an article back in 1992 in Charisma. I said, I'm just telling the body of Christ. I believe in the restoration of a pastor. If he falls, he repents. There's a restoration process. But I'm warning you, body of Christ, this is not such a case. This is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you need to understand that. And that was 25, 30 years ago that you're referring to. And Johnny, a, mi- a minute ago, uh, actually a couple times you said, there's a test, and then you sort of interrupted yourself. And I want to make sure you said, "What what was the test that people will have?" Can you? I, I wasn't quite the, clear what that was. The test is, will you love truth? I, I said okay. it lightly, but it, it's good. It's worth rehitting again. Okay. Will you love truth in the process? And if you love truth, you will know it. I, there's like there's you get into the legal world. You think we're going to know. Uh, we're going to know pretty soon, maybe, maybe not, um, because depending who's using the legal uh, and how they're using it, so much, li- you know, lawyers, there's a reason they're also called liars. And, and we hope that's not taking place in wherever you're involved in. We hope there's a way they can be a source of the truth coming out and something being com- confronted. But you can know the truth, not by a lawyer telling you. You can discern it if you love truth. I'll just, that's why I had to bring up this situation. I love truth. And there was enough coming out. I was like, oh, my goodness. Truth became obvious. And so if you love truth, this is going to be proven. And if you don't love truth, if you've just decided, I'm sorry, I'm in with this. You have a soul tie. Beware of a soul tie that will have you defending a wolf in the household of God because you, you, you have the, the soul tie. And, and I, I, I'm taking advantage of the situation and, and I'm, I'm, I'm troubled by it. I'm troubled by it. I've already established last week, uh, Steve, you were with me, with Kelsey. I have six, uh, six sisters, four daughters, and I've had to defend up to 10 women at one time uh, against a, uh, with a pastor. I, I do have a leaning in a certain way. I'm the opposite of what most, there's kind of a good old boys club among even ministers in the body of Christ where they, 
defend each other and they think about what if this happened to me? Uh, and well, I'll say, don't let it happen to you. Don't be one of those. Um, don't, don't think you're, and worse, do not put it then on the girl and say, Hey, you know, you're just going to destroy my ministry. You're going to destroy this message to the body of Christ. Cause this is what happens over and over and over and over again. They cross the line. They do the thing, uh, the minister, the male often it's, it happens the other way too. And then they put it on the women for them to be the ones that must keep the secret or they're going to devastate the body of Christ. Or they're going to kill a ministry and all mm -hmm. that. It was their, it was their call. It's like Samson. Um, as I mentioned last week, Samson, and I'll be done with this, Steve. Samson, he, you know, he's sleeping with a prostitute, Delilah, but his first few times he still gets up and he feels the anointing. And so he's deceived by it. And so, and it says, because he gives him calling without repentance. So they can yeah. do things. And you're like, oh, God's okay with this for me. He makes exceptions for me. And it's clear because my ministry has fruit and people are still getting healed, saved, delivered. And it says, and he wist not that the spirit of God had left him. He did not even realize the spirit of God left him. And that's, that's what happened. So it's a call for, uh, um, in this area, for the body of Christ, you know, for leaders, ministers, do not be involved in this. Stop it. Desist. Quit. Yeah. Repent. Don't be a part of it. And um, if you're if you're one close in that circle, make sure you check in with God frequently. Make sure you are a lover of truth because it will end up costing you long term your future. What God can do through you. It changes you when you choose compromise. And when you choose to side with what you know is compromise, it changes you and you become something different. Your light dims. If you think of yourself as having certain amount of light in the spirit realm, your light dims, uh, if not goes totally out. If you actually choose to side soulishly with something that is uh, not God. And, All right. And, and that's good. And and then just to recap, though, uh, you said earlier, the earlier part we were talking that you understand that they're bringing in a legal team from a, a third party, un, supposedly unaffiliated in any way with them. But you're you're expressing that you sure hope that they are unaffiliated in any way, that there's no friendships that preexisted with this attorney uh, firm that would that would have it. Am I saying that about right? You, Not only are you saying, saying it right, Steve, it's an important point you're remaking. Yeah. You the, the whole process. Here's thing I've noticed about ministers that step into this stuff is they have the best pretense system set up. They have, I'm telling you this, this Bishop, I'm telling you about, he had on paper accountability structure and he played it like a, a, a heart and, and it was, it, it was, it was fake. It was false. He wouldn't meet with me personally. I had to send him a letter. Um, they know who, you know, those are signs early up when they won't, Early on, when they won't even meet to have a discussion with someone who's on like uh, on their side, someone who considers himself, we're, we're you know the situation we've been talking about. People who said you're my spiritual father, but you did this, and and that's that's a that's a that's a big sign. That's something right there. But yeah, as it relates to the IHOP case, yeah, this needs to be something definitively independent, third party, legitimate. And you better hear that the the victims, because if you if you really are after truth, for those 
leading from the top IHOP Kansas City. If you're really after the truth, you will create a safe zone for someone who's who's going to say something you don't want to hear. And so uh, you can challenge it behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, um, I I say challenge it by asking questions that there has to be a safe zone for them. And what I what I've watched is they come into um, uh, assumptions of a safe zone. And the first thing is, if you say any of that, we are going to slap a lawsuit on you. Like this girl, 27 years old, literally molested, set up by this pastor at age 27. She had to then be a part of fighting a $24 million lawsuit because behind the scenes, she happened in a, in a moment of being ministered to, she let it out that it happened. So that is horrific, horrific uh, and before yeah. we close this out, I want to, okay, pulling this off of the Kansas City thing, just completely taken right. away from there, starting at least two years ago, you came on this program and you said there's going to be um, a whole lot of mega churches that where this stuff is coming forth. And, and so now we're in a, a season where this may be about to happen. And I, I guess I want to ask you this, maybe what the Lord has shown you. Um, how bad is this going to get? I'm talking about with churches suddenly becoming publicly exposed and what should be the attitude of all of us sheep? We're sheep, you know, of the pasture. Should we look forward to this exposure because it cleans up the church and it's going to happen to 30, 40, 50 churches, and, but we should have a good attitude? Well, to give us a couple of fatherly words about that. That was really good, Steve. Um, it's just, there's a certain way that it's, there's the good and the bad about it. Um, Anytime you find out that someone you thought was a spiritual leader and they're not, and they're a hypocrite, they're living a double life. um, It's just the treachery, the damage that it does. and, And so, you know, so many people, in my own experience there, there's thousands that were part of that church. It was the fastest growing church in America back in 1992. And thousands that have wanted nothing to do with the Lord since then, partially because nobody, no leader in the body of Christ, even when I tried to get them around to just listen, say, well, you don't rule, just listen. Will you listen to the victims that they found that there wasn't even a willingness among leaders, pastors in the body of Christ, pastors in the city, that would even listen to what had happened and listen. Uh, and so you had sheep just bleeding, B-L-E-A-T-I-N-G, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G as well. And yeah. so it's it's terrible when that happens. But anytime a lie is being advanced, um, that's not good either. And so yeah. it's just a matter of of time till that 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 comes out. So, you know, it's it's really way more than 30 or 40 churches, Steve. And I, I'll say it again at wow. the mega church level. It, this is um, way more epidemic. than 30 or 40 churches, because I remember when the whole um, 1988 Jim Baker and Swagger, that thing was all over the news for a couple of years on a nightly basis, at least a full year, every single night. You're saying there's there's a lot more than 40 or 50 of these? Oh, yes. I, I have scores of women that have said, when I addressed it two years ago, I still have scores of emails where they've told me 
their stories. And, and so I'll watch, I'll see people going to conferences and no names that are going to be speaking and have the problems. People might be saying, well, why don't you say something? Well, I can't just say it because I actually have to do the, though I believe them. Yeah. People get that. I, I believe the women and, and that's, you know, they did get satisfaction. They're like, I, I haven't had a leader in the body of Christ say they believe me. Thank you. You've healed me with that. I had several from last week, my conversation with Kelsey about it, several that said, thank you for this. I, I, I was not believed. And there was pastor's wives and it's like, they couldn't get anybody to believe that their husband, that their husband was a star of the church and that he was cheating. He was doing, they, they, you know, they threw the wife under the buff bus, so to speak. So this, this happens. But so I, I, I know that there are scores uh, just of what I know and what I've been told. And then there's always even the situation I was been showing you that we have this whole book. There ended out being at least 20 pastors related to the network, 20 pastors that were preaching at the at the mega level in the United States that each had um, uh, their mistresses knew each other. And so one of those mistresses would tell me about all the other. And I was like, that, I, I despaired for a while for the body of Christ because I was judging the entire body of Christ based oh, wow. on the mega churches. I'll just yeah. say there's something about the culture that's created there, the star culture. That's for another conversation. The idolatry, the emphasizing of authority, the emphasizing of this is a unique man of God that you should just lay down your life for. Um, that kind of sickness, that there are conditions that build this. It's not just, it just happens. And they all defend each other. It's so much like what we're discovering and talking about in the deep state. They celebrate each other. They, they gift each other. They prophesy over each other, uh, uh, knowing, knowing they're compromised. And this happens at a scandalously high level in the body of Christ. And it's going to be exposed. If we think that what's taking place right now, the Great Awakening is just about being awakened to Luciferians being involved in government and being involved in media and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is a whole component of the church that's going to be exposed as well. And you need to be part of one who, everybody listening, be a part of those who love truth and yeah. make sure that your allegiance is not to an anointed man or woman of God above anything else you should you should love truth above above that and and you'll you'll be tested in that in the coming in the coming days and it's okay because um, part of what the lord is doing i believe and i think i shared this with kelsey uh last week as well is there is there's a there is a call for the general body of christ to arise and shine and he, like he spoke to his first crowd, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not as tragic as you think. If we all of a sudden lose a little bit of the star uh, culture with it's the same culture that exists, we'll say in the world, but we have it in the church and it, it wouldn't hurt us at all to lose the stargazing uh, culture. And it'd be more about where the individuals uh, begin to rise and shine and showcase the king of kings uh, in with the, the respective light God has given each and every one of them. So. Wow. Intense, intense, intense. It's intense. It's intense. It's, it's world serious. It's world serious. 
Yeah, World Serious is right, man. Well, Johnny, would you go ahead and pray for the people on whatever kind of prayer, you know, uh, that I know we need to be built up and encouraged, but it's like, oh, man, this is so serious, you know. It's like, oh, and then man. I forgot that the fourth part here, Steve, this is going to be just a minute oh, or okay. so. I was to make an announcement. I've been telling oh, him I'm going to make an announcement. And and um, and so if somebody could put up on the side there, we'll just say, look up www.restore7.tv. Now, this is something that doesn't compete with prophetic words on Elijah's stream because yeah, Elijah's right stream is about. OK, there we go. Restore 7. And we're just going to tell you this. This is Remember, I've been telling you the last couple of weeks we have something exciting to announce. Well, yeah. We have been creating a video on demand, sort of like a Netflix style video platform that focuses on reformation. When I say Netflix style, instead of, say, you know, horror, comedy, whatever, it'll be mountain of economy, mountain of arts, entertainment by various mountains. And it's a free platform that shares stories that breathe life, bring healing and inspire change. Hundreds of hours of content that features reformers from all over the world. We've had this uh, ready to go. So. Uh, it's free. It's available 24-7. You can access it online, as we said, on Restore7.tv. Uh, Sign up for free. And um, and so we want to make sure to tell you that this, they wanted me to tell you it's a URL. And you don't need to say, okay, I don't, there's. there's yeah, just Restore7.tv. You don't have to put www or anything. Restore7.tv right there. And, and it'll have all Elizabeth and our programs we've been doing up for discussion and everything else that we do will be on there as well. But it's a practical, you know, I've been, we're champions of uh, a reformation, but we we wanted to actually showcase what would it look like if someone's doing uh, reformation in media, in government, et cetera. And so we have people, we have over 35 contributors that have done series um, and they're, you know, we'll say they're, and it's done excellently. We're getting great reviews. We, we kind of did a test release and, and, uh, with a smaller group, and we had overnight 10,000 um, 10, downloads um, of, wow. Of, wow. of the service for that. And then the re- the feedback is like, wow, this is good. So that's what I've been very excited about it. It's again, it's not prophetic. So don't the prophetic stuff, you're still going to get all that from uh, Elijah Stream. But this is mountain by mountain. Uh, and some of it's fun, some of it's comedy, some of it's uh, comedy within it. Uh, some it's. Uh, yeah. uh, 35 different uh, uh, brands or view of it, but check it out, check it out and, and uh, download, download that. I was supposed to bring that up earlier. That would have been the worst thing if I got, oh, so, yeah, I, was, I was so fired up. See, it really re hits me. I won't say re triggers me, but I get re fired up um, when I start talking about injustice that's, that's done to uh, victims, abusers in the body of Christ. Cause I've been part of, uh, uh, of, of confronting that so much and, 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 and it, it gets revisited. I feel the Lord come back on it too. And it's a big deal moving forward, but that's a big deal for us. Thank you for Steve for allowing me to yeah, absolutely. lay there yeah. a couple of minutes by adding that. Yeah. Good, so you're yeah. asking me to pray. Yes, please. That's good. All right, Lord, we just thank you for the day that we live in and Lord, we're, we've got so many serious things around us. Yeah. It's world serious. Yeah. And, uh, and so we mm-hmm. have, um, the things you're doing in the midst of it all and the things that seem like have taken way too long. And we've, you know, we've lost patience with the process and even our own lives, Lord, that was the the statement you had me. Uh, I, I think I never got to it, Lord, 
the greater the delay, the greater the reward. Yeah. So yeah. let let that mean, Lord, let these people um, that are listening right now, Lord, be so encouraged, even by what you're what you're saying. Uh, you know, even through that song that that Creed was singing, and it, you know, we can rise higher. There is a, there is a day where the blind man, uh, the blind man can see, seeing. Yeah. I forget how the song goes now. But Lord, there's something you're wanting to encourage us. Yes, it's Lord. not golden streets, I'll fly away, oh glory. But it's like where we want to see on earth as it is in heaven. And you're preparing yeah. us for such a day. And Lord, we just thank you for uh, um, uh, just Israel again. We pray, uh, Lord, understanding the complexities of what's taking place there, Lord, where you're actually uh, you're exposing fake Israel. The scriptures would talk about those who say they are Jews and are not. And Lord, there are those who have who have uh, embedded themselves around Israel, even ones that mm. we've prayed for or whatever, and they've embedded themselves as if they're Israel, but they're not. And said, yes, he said they are part of the sanctuary of Satan is what he says in Revelation wow. 3, I believe. And yeah. so they are part of their first allegiance is to the sanctuary of Satan. Their, their allegiance is to Illuminati. Their allegiance is to Molech. Mm. And, and that's their primary uh, uh, allegiance and identity and Lord you are exposing them you're exposing them you're exposing them yes, and we sir. say let that continue at the same time we say Lord release your protective angels and your covering on your sons and daughters Lord on just those who are not at that elite uh, cabal level of mm. uh, of corruption Lord let let those be let your supernatural protection let your judgment come upon that which is just blood shedding for blood for for the sake of shedding blood. And Lord, we need your help, Lord. It's a complex situation, but we need the death to, to cease. We do need the evildoers dealt with. Let them be exposed. Let them be dealt with, Lord. It's an intense time for us, the body of Christ, in the midst of it, Lord. Let your servants arise and shine. Let your sons and daughters arise and shine with your joy, with your faith, with your love with your expectancy, with your hope for a better day, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, everybody. Remember, we're, we don't have the, the guests solidified quite yet. We're in the morning, so it'll be good. And then uh, Wednesday will be Kat Kerr will be back with us. We enjoy having her back more and more. All right. God bless you. Everyone. Thanks again, Johnny. I appreciate it. And uh, you all have a good day. Shalom, shalom, as they say. And have a great day. See you later. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.